Fiora, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really good, Joe. How about you? Yeah. How's your weekend? It was good. It was filled with lots of nonsense, um, but the good nonsense—the kind that mm-hmm. you're like, hmm, yeah, I think I might be over that. You know, the <laughs> kind that has to do with clubs and shit. I'm way <laughs> too old for anymore. Um, but it was fun. Lots of socializing, which I needed. I've, I've needed it, and um, it, it's nice to get back out there. The world is opening back up. Yes, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. yeah. How did your um, how'd your weekend go? Tell us about it. Uh, I So I went through ayahuasca ceremony. Yeah. It was uh, two nights. Um, it, was, it was awesome. It was a really great time. I love being able to to communicate, like, with the community, like, having that, like, that space to be in a room with people who are on the, you know, a similar path, kind of the same mental wavelength. It's, it's really cool. Um, so I got to connect with, with a couple people. It was very encouraging for me. Um, and overall though, the ceremonies itself, it's always a beautiful life-changing, like, upgrading experience like that's that's all i can say like it was just it was perfect i would say for anyone who's considering doing an ayahuasca ceremony listen to our episode on plant medicines so that you can hear my tips on like how to find you know the right fit for you but definitely always go into it without any expectation yeah um just be open and and i think the medicine will always give you what you need not necessarily what you expect, not necessarily what you want, but what you need. I mean, you're kind of opening yourself up there, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not what you want. It's what you need. It's what you need. I need to get what I want. <laughs> <laughs> if that's, you know, if that's what you need, that's what you're going to get. <laughs> Mother Ayahuasca is gentle in that way. Yes. Yeah. She can be gentle. You just have to talk to her and, and let her guide you. But yeah, there's no reason why healing has to be punishment. Oh. Never. Like, it never has to be. It doesn't have to hurt. You just just go into it with an open mind, yeah. open heart, and lots of gratitude. We talked about that last week. Um, yeah. The struggle. It doesn't have to be a struggle. Nope. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. All right. So what events and stuff do we have coming up, Joe? Um, I have this this weekend, um, June 12th and 13th, um, Journey Through the Major Arcana. It's a two-day workshop, um, three hours each day, but um, it's early on in the day, um, so you have the rest of the day to enjoy. Um, and then we have the monthly intuitive development work group um, on Thursday the 17th at 4.30. And um, Fiora's going to be hosting that. I don't know if I'll be able to make it. I have a root canal, but um, I'm going to try, but um, I'm going to be hopped up on... Um, <laughs> numbing meds and the last thing I probably want to do is talk and if I do I'll probably slur so right your mouth is like (laughs) half (laughs) leaning jaws slack I have drool it's dabbing at it you might join with the camera off (laughs) 
right? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, use your third eye, you know, <laughs> to see me. <laughs> um, but I also launched um, a one-on-one intuitive development program that I want to mention. Um, it's a cool program. You get six sessions two hours each with me. Um, and then I also provide you a, an eight course library or an eight workshop library of video courses, of wow. some other really cool complimentary, um, topics. So you're going to learn about 14 topics all together and actually more than 14 because each individual session covers about anywhere from one to three topics. So you're going to learn a lot in this um, six-week program. Um, plus, you get entry into Fiora's um, Intuitive Development Work Group, and they all come with workbooks and videos. We do a meditation prior to each session, and lots of tips and resources, um, book recommendations, article, website, all that good stuff. So go to thewokakashic.com, click on the Intuitive Development tab, and you will get all of the details. Um, I also take payment, so if you choose a session, I have like six sessions coming up, I believe. Uh, maybe not six, I think. Um, I booked them through the end of the year, so Let's just say there's four. If you pick a session that starts in October or November, you have all that time to make payments. So I will work with you on payments. Very cool. It's a lot of information. So much. <laughs> and it's one on one. Like, you know, it's yeah. it's one on one. And um, you know, you get a, you get an Akashic reading in there, that's like a two hundred and fifty dollar value. Um, and then if I feel that you are ready. I will teach you how to open the Akasha, which honestly, you guys, if you plan on in developing your intuitive abilities and then you want to take those out to be an intuitive reader yourself, as Fiora can attest, once you learn how to open that Akashic record, your shit takes off. Your abilities just compound and yes. um, it's really very, very valuable. Yes. Yeah. I, I love going to my Akashic record. So yes. Okay, guys. Well, before we get started on today's topic, we just want to remind you that we are still looking for your feedback. We do want to know what you love about the podcast and what would you like to hear more of. Um, we want your mystical and metaphysical, spiritual, paranormal questions. Um, all of that, you can either uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast or join our Facebook group to give us your input. But we do want to talk to you. So let us know if you have something to share with us, share with the world. Again, you can submit your feedback um, also through esotericspodcast at gmail.com. When are we going to draw a name for um, the giveaway? We will do it uh, this week, actually. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. And then we can name somebody and they could possibly use it to enroll in the two-day class or any yes. future event that they want. Yes, definitely. Okay, cool. Hey, what are we talking about this week? We are talking about the truth about twin flames. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, like, lately there has been so much, like, this has been a, such a hot topic in, like, the spiritual community and woo community. So, I, Joe and I talk about Twin Flames all the time, and it's just one of those things where we just want to set the record straight on, like, what does it mean? And, you know, I don't know if you found yours, and... Do you even want to find yours? I mean, we'll let you be the judge after we like kind of break it all down for you. Yeah. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> so first things first, what is a twin flame, Joe? 
Okay, listen, here's the deal. A twin flame, well, society, pop culture, fairy tales, they all tell us that a soulmate is the perfect romantic partner. Okay, Mm -hmm. but as we talked about in episode nine, when we went into um, soulmates and soul families and all of that, soulmate partners can also be in other areas of your life and they aren't only romantic in nature. Twin flames are a type of soulmate. Um, But there's a twist to them. A twin flame is a soulmate connection that starts with sharing the same higher self. That's what a twin flame is. And it's also, you also might hear or see people refer to it as an oversoul, which I think is really a very creepy name. I don't want my <laughs> oversoul making that's, decisions. That's, that's yeah, way that's, too, which sounds like an overseer or an overlord yeah. or. Yes. It ain't that's what happen. I was going to say. It sounds too close to the word overlord. And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's what a twin flame is. And that's what the the number one thing that I wanted to clarify. It's not um, too, it's, 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 you have the same higher self. So you're not two souls that are split. Okay. Okay. I, from my understanding, I thought that it was two souls that came from the same energy, which is, I guess, another way to say exactly what you're saying, yeah. right? Like, yeah. 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 They're individual souls with if individual life paths, individual purposes. They just have the same higher self. Okay. All right. I like that. That's a pretty I do too. simple, Isn't straightforward. It yeah, it's straightforward. It, yeah, so then it makes you go, well, why are they? Why is there so much fuckery and nonsense in a twin flame relationship? Well, we're gonna figure that out. We're gonna talk. About yeah. That. Okay. All right. So signs that you may have met your twin flame. So before I say this, I would just want to preface this with saying that not everybody has a twin flame that has incarnated with them on Earth. It's likely that a lot, and not everybody has a twin flame. Period. It's just doesn't it doesn't necessarily need to happen for everyone it's one of those things that it's not necessary for everyone it sometimes they the tw- the twin flames will incarnate together but other times your twin flame because you're so complimentary like two sides of the coin they'll stay on the other side um mm-hmm. and guide you too yeah yeah or they could just be in another dimension maybe they incarnated in a different dimension yeah so yeah you you never know okay so signs that you've met your twin flame. So first thing is there's like an instant recognition. This like, I know you, but I know I've never met you, but I know you. And also an intense attraction. So it's usually it's it's just an instant thing. Like you have an instant bond and it almost seems like all pieces of your life just kind of come together in that moment. So that's the first sign. And then there's also just synchronicities. You have a high level of synchronicities with this person. As you get to know each other, you'll find that you have a lot of like the shared, um, same shared moral compass. You have a lot of matching interests. But more importantly, you have a lot of like coincidences that kind of overlap. Like, for example, I've heard of this. um, I saw this picture once of this, this woman, but it was a picture when she was a little girl and she was at a lake. And and so she's standing in front of the lake and somewhere behind in the background of the picture were her husband's parents. So like they were there on the same day, but she did not meet her husband until she was an adult. So it was just one of these really bizarre synchronicities of like we were both in this place at the same time, like we could have met 
then, but we just, it just didn't like it, but there's a lot that the synchronicities are there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And then intense emotions. Sometimes when you meet your twin flame, you'll find that your just emotions are very amplified. Um, everything you feel both good and bad is going to feel stronger and sometimes even overwhelming. The other thing is amplified insecurities and doubts. So just as your emotions are amplified, so are your insecurities, your fears and your doubts. But I'm going to I'm I need to straighten this out and say it's not that this person is like pointing out your insecurities or triggering your fears because uh, that's a toxic relationship, which we'll talk about separately. It's more like this person is a mirror. So it's allowing you to um, to take a moment and reflect and look at the things that are holding you back like your fears and your insecurities. The point being so that you can work through them and grow and come out stronger on the other side. But it's not like that asshole boyfriend that tells you that you, you know, that dress doesn't fit or whatever. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. It's almost like something about being around this person is like, oh my God, like my, I need to get my shit together. Like, uh, you know, it's, but it's not in an insecure way where like the person is making you feel insecure. It's just kind of like, for some reason now I'm just feeling this way. Right. Twin flame relationships are purely a path of enlightenment. That's why they exist. And as most of you know, um, those relationships, those paths can be very deconstructive, deeply deconstructive. It's a process um, where you shed your beliefs, your, um, you heal emotions, any of anything that doesn't serve you in a positive way. And so with a twin flame relationship, the task isn't to seek perfect love, although that's what happens when you are both in alignment. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But it is more about to see all of the barriers within yourself, all of the required healing within yourself that needs that needs to be shed or healed or um, broken down what you've built up against that love. So, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It's people think it's this wonderful thing, but it's like, ugh. yeah, the, <laughs> I don't want to meet other, that person. <laughs> the other thing is you do feel very drawn to this person, yeah. like like a magnet. Um, from the moment you meet, you just feel like inexplic- inexplicably drawn to them. Mm. Um, and that feeling just never goes away. Um, and although the attraction can be sexual, obviously, because there a lot of times these are polar opposites in like d- uh, divine feminine or divine masculine. So there can be that sexual attraction. It's more often that you just desire to be in their presence. Like you just want to be around them. It's not so much as much sexual. It can be both, but it's that like you need to be around them. And you're inspired to be a better person, which for me, I feel like this is the most important part because if it's if it's someone that's like again if they're like triggering you in a toxic way that's not a twin flame but if this person like you just want to be around like want to be around them and want to be a better person because of them i think that that's a much stronger in indicator of a twin flame relationship it's like they're awakening your untapped potential and igniting that fire inside you it's just do better to be better, opening up a world of possibilities that you haven't dreamed of. It's the journey that demands spiritual growth is what a twin flame really comes down to. It's impossible to get there, though, without getting past your fears and whatever else is holding you back. Because twin flame love is incredibly powerful, but it serves a distinct purpose. It's elevating you to be a better version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So, Uh, For example, like I had a client who when she met her twin flame, she was like, 
I need to have my chakras aligned. She's like, I don't know shit about chakras, but I just know I have to go do this. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just know. Yeah, I just know like she just knew that she was like out of alignment. And it's uh, there's also this thing and I I just happen to know this, but that when you and your twin flame come into physical union, it can trigger a kundalini awakening, mm-hmm. which is like the instant like lighting up of all your chakras at once, oh, which yeah. that kind of sounds pretty cool. I know. <laughs> Have you ever had a kundalini experience? I'd, uh, I, yeah, like in, in meditation, I just sometimes I just feel it like I just feel like my crown, just everything just lines up. Yeah. Interesting. I don't yes. know if I have. I um I think I've I put it out there that I want to and I want to consciously have it, but I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh, that was Kundalini. Yeah. Um I a lot of people say though that when they when you do it consistently, that's when you can start to astral project. <sighs> is is what the what the okay. Kundalini working. Okay. Last thing about meeting your twin flame. With this person, you can always be yourself. Like there's like you can shed all the masks, you can put all the things away like there is no need to hide who you are with this person Um, because you you're not going to feel like like, uh, that anxiety that you might normally feel when you meet new people or a new love interest where you feel like you kind of have to put on a show or like have to like act a certain way. All that stuff is just shed like it's just not because it's like you finally come home to to like that I think it comes down to like that sharing of the higher self. It's like this person innately knows who you are, like on this higher level. So there's no need to lie to them or to pretend to be anything you're not. And it's just a very soothing feeling when you've met them at that in that moment and then you feel that way. Um, and you just generally feel like you want to stay by their side forever. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't always happen. And we'll get into that that runner and chaser thing mm-hmm. in a bit. So all of those points that you just made, I mean, they even further solidify um, the um, the fact that I do have a twin flame. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting um, everything that you just said. That's it's the case with that. Yeah. Um, but there is no way in hell <laughs> that I would ever pursue anything with them. Um, we're just not on the same track. We're not aligned um, at all. And I've seen, you know, all of the things that are required um, from a twin flame relationship. I've seen, you know, what my expression is, what it is within me that needs mm-hmm. to be healed and worked on and all of those mm-hmm. things. But I'm really at peace with it, too. Um, and yeah. I wish them well. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's very interesting to yeah. look at and go. Yep, check, 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 check. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of times, I've I've found um, that a lot of times you do end up meeting your twin flame around the time of your Saturn return, and I don't think that's a coincidence because your Saturn return is usually part of like a spiritual awakening thing that happens in your life where like if things are out of alignment if you're not on the right path of um, aligned to your your soul blueprint uh, aligned to your life path things are going to shift you're going to have a tower moment things are going to end break apart because you need to be you know you need to get somewhere else to be somewhere else so same thing sometimes happens with with a twin flame with that spiritual awakening that is like activated by meeting the twin flame it gets you on that healing path yes absolutely 
and there are there are a soulmate can do that too um mm-hmm. you know like so you know don't think that oh you know you've met this person and they they actually were a catalyst for your healing and so they're your twin flame like that's a soulmate also can do that so just yeah. stay open to it i think we know you you just know at at the deepest levels who your twin flame is. You just know. I mean, you share the same higher self. Of course, you're going to know. But here's mm-hmm. my question for you, Fiora. So you know, a lot of every everything I've heard or read is like you know, two souls, right? One male, one female, and that's for the mm. purpose of duality. But I don't yes. believe that because you can't tell me that there aren't um, you know gay men and women or you know sure. LGBTQ whatever that sure. are don't have a same sex or same gender or whatever sure sure Um, twin flame so i think that's a little bit of an antiquated ideology that it's a man and a woman i mean that just doesn't fit right right well okay uh i will say though that i feel like that i the idea of the feminine and masculine energies yes don't like they're just energies gender and they don't have a gender. Right. No, they don't have a gender because I know plenty of women that definitely are have more of that masculine yep. energy um, and vice versa. Where right. there are there are some men where I'm like, oh, like you're like the, you're, you're the more best. of the feminine in the relationship <laughs> and she's more. I, I've seen that before. Yes. Um, I, OK. And just briefly touching on this i have a theory that i think is i think is pretty like i'm like and i hope that nobody finds this offensive but i think that with people who are like non-binary or like you know just non-gendered i actually think that they are like the perfect balance of both a feminine and a masculine energy that they don't necessarily identify with one over the other because they like fully embody both and I think that it's just that's a beautiful thing. Like it is that a it's a beautiful thing. That's a great theory. I just and that's just my own personal theory and I hope that right. nobody finds that like offensive. I mean, like, honestly, if you're offended by that, like go and <laughs> take a dump because you need to t- <laughs> Because it's not, I mean, I don't mean that in any kind of negative or labeling way. I just think it's a beautiful balance thing. And there's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. We support beautiful things here at the um, Esoterics podcast. And so we're going to talk about beautiful things. I think all of our listeners will think that that's a lovely, wonderful, calming, beautiful theory. Um, Okay, so listen. It, twin flames are romanticized like to the point of where, you know, okay, when mm-hmm. two twin flames that are on the same spiritual path, and we'll talk about this a little bit more in depth, uh-huh. when those two twin flames come together, it is absolutely bliss. And here's the thing, the twin flame relationship, it can be heaven on earth, absolute bliss, or it can be total and complete chaos absolute chaos and i would not wish a twin flame relationship a a chaotic twin flame relationship on my worst enemy if both souls are aligned on the same path um same path i sort of liken it to that unaligned um twin flame relationship to the little baby with a little curl nursery rhyme right there was a little Uh girl who had a little curl whatever um Uh because when it's good it's really 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 good but when it's bad it's an asshole relationship. It's mm. two assholes 
having oh, a no. relationship. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't want that. I don't, who yeah. wants that? I don't want that. No. Yeah. So, um, but there's a reason it's so hard, you know, they're not an ideal mate for a long-term relationship um, unless both uh, much of the inner work has been done or it is yeah. consciously um, has been done by both partners or it's consciously being attended to right. um, while together. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So there's also with this romanticization thing, there's also a false twin flame. So these are more like a person that you have a contract with, kind of like that. But but the point of them is to help you learn a particular lesson or grow in a certain way. But a lot of times it's more of like they're helping you get rid of emotional wounds from previous relationships or helping you clear your karma. However, that that sounds good, but the process in which that happens sometimes can be really, really difficult because... <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of times, in order for you to clear the emotional wounds, it's almost like the wound has to be reopened. Yeah. Right? And so um, it's like when it, when something gets infected, right? you got to, like, squeeze the stuff out, and it's really gross and nasty, and it hurts. Like, it's not a pretty thing. <laughs> That's gross. I'm seeing pus. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing that. So there are several signs for uh, to identify a false twin flame. So the first sign of a false twin flame is ongoing uncertainty and doubt. So you've met this person, but you just have this general feeling of doubt around them. You're not sure if this relationship's going to last or if even if they're like the right partner for you. And then when things get difficult, they just leave. They're like a lot of times that false twin flame is like they won't actively like do the work with you. So like especially with like an argument or a stressful situation, they're just like, I'm out and that's it. Like that's that's not a twin flame. Um, so that's again with that is like they also they can't commit or they'll avoid settling down. Commitment scares the false twin. Because they're not truly your twin flame, they're going to be scared or avoidant of committing to you in any way. They'll cause you to self-destruct. Like, because there's a, there's a big difference between becoming a better person and actually someone that triggers you to, like, be self-destructive. So, like, that, the feelings of feeling like you're not enough or them making you feel like you're not doing enough or being enough, um, that can cause, like, your confidence to, like, you know, decline that's that's definitely a false twin flame your true twin flame wouldn't cause that kind of that kind of heaviness within you um they'll be threatened by your success so that's that one's pretty obvious because if you share the higher a higher self with someone that means that in some capacity your success is their success as well yeah so there's no reason why that person should be threatened by your successes uh they so should if lift they, you up. They should want to lift you up and support yeah. you and encourage you. So if this person like hears your success and they feel like they they act indifferent or they're not like very excited for it, that, that that's not your twin flame. No. Um, most importantly, again, like the flip side to the actual twin flame, with the false twin flame, you can't be yourself around each other. You feel like you're being judged or that it's not appropriate to be yourself. And that's a pretty strong indicator of 
that's definitely not a not your twin flame. Excellent. Excellent. So all of those sort of tie into the whole runner. Um, so what about the runner and the chaser? The runner and the chaser. Uh, okay. With the runner and the chaser, from my understanding, what I've come to learn from this is that when the, the twins encounter each other and one is not then when they're not on the same level, when mm-hmm. they haven't done their healing work, mm-hmm. that usually pr- makes one run and the other one chase after right, them. Right, right. So one twin flame runs from the situation to cope, right? That's their coping mechanism, like you mm-hmm. um, listed in um, the false flame. But then the other chase is right behind. So the other mm-hmm. one's always right <laughs> behind, right? So then um, it's um, it, because it's typically... When two twin flames come together, it's typically paired with this sort of massive, if it's not a spiritual awakening, it's it's an increased level of self-awareness. And people don't like to be self-aware because then they have to look at all of the things in their life that create disappointment and dissatisfaction, all of those things. So, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about these twin flames that are scared, what they're fearful of is change, healing, you know, all the things that this person is showing them, mirroring them, like you spoke about mm-hmm. earlier, you know, and, and then like, have you heard of the rubber band theory? Like, like when we were younger, when we would break up with a boy or a boy would break up with us or, you know, we would fight, it'd be like, well, just don't talk to him for like three days because eventually um, he'll come back like a rubber band. <laughs> oh no. I, I've heard the other way around that. If you, when you're going through that kind of heartbreak, like when you're like a teenager, mm-hmm. that if three days go by and you still and and you stop thinking or you stop feeling it then that means that it wasn't it wasn't anything like it was well i mean that's the smart right that's the smart (laughs) theory because this is just bullshit games you know playing games because you know here i am you know many many years later why don't you just address the situation Right. When you're a teen, it's like, I'm not going to talk to him. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore him. (laughs) Right. Pretend like he doesn't matter. And then I'm going to go talk to other boys. But yeah. All right. Now, we're not making light of teens, teens. (laughs) If there's any teens out there, life sucks for you. We know that. We feel it. (laughs) Life is the worst when you're a teen. I freaking hated being a teenager. Um, Everything hurts. Everything hurts. Everything is an extreme. Everything's an extreme. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm not trying to boomer you at all. So <laughs> I will. I accept your your stress, your struggle, teens. Um, the point is, is that, um, you know, that's what the runner chaser is like. Like, um, as soon as you pull away, then the roles switch and then the chaser mm-hmm. becomes the runner. Just it's 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 nonsense. It is nonsense. Honestly, I think twin flames are a load, because not a load of crap, because I believe in one. I have one, but mm-hmm. like, ugh, what a terrible. I'd rather do my spiritual awakening in other ways with other relationships. I'm not okay. on board. I'm I'm just gonna interject with my personal opinion on the runner chaser thing. I think that if they're both on their own individual healing paths and they have maybe come to a certain acceptance that they're not going to come into union into this lifetime, that they may not really participate in the runner chaser. Yeah. That's just like, that's Mm -hmm. my personal opinion. Every relationship, this is, you know, the dynamics um, would exist because based on trauma, based on, you know, 
yeah their emotional maturity that sort of thing yeah so let's let's talk about some myths I found some really cool myths um okay so myth number one your twin flame when you meet it's guaranteed to work and if it fails then it's a false twin all right and that's a myth mm. um, twin flames are difficult relationships to navigate we have shown that here um, and we already have these sort of extreme dualities right one tends to be negative and the other really positive you talked about that mm-hmm. um but you you know, add the fuel. And this is huge fuel to any fire, that huge karmic debt that needs to be balanced. I mean, yeah. karma is sort of the foundation of all of it, all experience. Um, so from an energy point of view, um, it just sort of helps create that shift faster. But that can be very uncomfortable. You know, that can be the already that can mean that the already difficult bond is, you know, now going to be even more difficult to navigate. So mm-hmm. you're not it's not guaranteed to work. Yeah, um, it's just not. And um, it's not necessarily a false twin. It's just very difficult. Mm-hmm. Myth two is that they're going to run smoothly from the moment you meet uh, opposite. <laughs> they, yeah, they're not going to be smooth unless you are the very, very, very rare and fortunate twin flame where you meet on the same spiritual aligned path. And then it is what we call bliss. I've seen, I've actually seen that. I've seen that um, with a friend. Um, She, I, I saw her, how when her and her husband met, they were both on very similar healing paths, but very different life circumstances. However, because they were on that same healing path, they were able to stay together. They stayed together and they grow together. And it's a really cute thing to watch them, like how they're so similar to each other. It's like they do the same thing, but in their own individual way. Mm-hmm. And um, because they're both constantly working on their healing, they're almost like like children with each other. Like Aww. they just play and like they're there. They can be absolutely completely be themselves. What, what's their age? probably like early 40s okay so they're yeah. still i mean it's not like they're like you know in their 80s and 90s they're like still no. young and they get to yes yeah, i mm-hmm. want to have that yeah yeah it's really really sweet to watch it's very sweet to watch and then the fact that they also like help other people with their own spiritual journeys which means that like they've come into union in this lifetime for their purpose like of helping others in the way that they've already helped themselves mm-hmm. it's really cool I, you know, I just love that because that's, that's when the twin flame bond forces you to work as a team, right? Um, Mm -hmm. You're, you're a team, but you're doing so with that individuality, Um, you know, that inexplicable pull, Um, you know, so I, yeah, that's, I think that we all want that. Here's one that that you'll instantly recognize um, your um, twin flame. And I'm sure that people do. I think that's similar with soulmates, right? You're just like, Mm -hmm. I know you. Something about you. I know you. All the stories Mm -hmm. that we have about that. Um, But twin flames can experience disinterest at first um, as Mm. well as both instantly falling in love. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, You know, it's not necessarily you know, going to be this, you know, where you see like in movies where, you know, the focus zeroes in and your world shifts and all else falls away as you block, lock eyes with this, you know, person. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you could look at somebody and be like, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. So I've heard something that I don't know if I necessarily agree with, but actually with the couple that I'm thinking this 
theory jives that a lot of times when the the twin flame dynamic that you're from different cultures so i think that kind of would coincide with not always necessarily like feeling like that instant recognition mm-hmm. or that instant attraction because they're so different from maybe what you feel like is like what you normally are attracted to because they are very different yeah. physically from you. So I, I I don't know. I've heard that. And I've also heard about the age discrepancy too, that sometimes there's like an age gap. I personally don't like, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Uh, I just think that that's just the dynamics of, yeah, that's of just human your relationships. Path, your soul blueprint, what you've chosen to experience. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that has anything to do with the twin either. flame. I don't either. It, and, I, and I don't mean to sound like a cynic or anything. I just think that there's so much nonsense out there about what a twin flame is. Like I said, my whenever I think about it, whenever, it's because I share the same higher self with my twin flame. You know, Mm -hmm. that's that's it. And because I have the ability of telepathy, I'm constantly locked in on them. And like I've had to do cord removals all the time. Like, go Mm. away. You do your thing. Uh, Go (laughs) away. Yeah, I'm doing mine. It's just not going to work. So there is a um, I found this crystal and it's called the twin crystal. Uh Um, It's also known as the soulmate quartz. Um, and, um, here's the cool thing about it. And the reason I I don't know, I came across this because, um, I wanted, I was looking for, you know, a a stone for one of my clients, but you can't, unless this is something that's the act of creating cabochons or stones to be used in jewelry is called lapidary. And it's, it's one of my bucket list items that I want to learn eventually. Um, I Uh know silversmithing. So to be able to go find raw rocks and gems and turn them into stunning, you know, gemstones that are able to be set. Um, that's something that I hope I can do later on in life. Um, Uh anyway, so I was looking for a, a quartz for two people and their soulmates. And so I came across soulmate quartz. Uh huh. All right. So here's how you figure what those you figure out what those are. Um, they look like two crystals that appear to be attached to each other at the base. Oh. Yeah. So they could be V-shaped or honestly, a lot of them, because they're quartz crystals, they look like little baby penises, right? Penis and balls. <laughs> and I'm like, I nah. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna wear that. I'm not gonna make jewelry out of the penis and ball crystal. Wait, um, so like I think I have one kind of <laughs> Yes, hello. That's a penis and ball crystal. That is the soul mate quartz. I want you guys okay. So Fiora will take a picture of I'm going to post it on our Instagram. Yes. Okay. Because that's what it is. Um, Now, here's the cool thing. But I love the metaphysical properties of these crystals. Mm -hmm. It's they bring a soothing, calming energy when you hold them. Um, They enhance your imagination and creativity like that because the way it's shaped, too. I would use that. I would hold on to that during readings um, because it it just helps everything flow. Um, They're great for the the twin flame moments. And that's why um, they're it's called the soulmate quartz. Um, When you're experiencing conflicting emotions, it really sort of helps you ground and harmonize those energies because uh, yeah okay what do you got another one no it's the same one oh. i actually but i have yeah i i think i have more than one i actually. D- and if i think you like phallic crystals is what's going on <laughs> like, how many of those does she have i have a boatload of towers i do <laughs> 
Don't judge me, okay? I don't. <laughs> I'm a little bit jealous, a little envious. Like, why don't I have more phallic crystals? So my friend yeah, Curtis, he um, he loves those type of crystals and actual likes the kind that are actually carved into the shape of actual penises. And oh, I've seen this. I am. I'm like, what is the actual point of that? And then I'm like, yeah, I don't think I want to know. People, I mean, I tell my clients don't put crystals in your bras you know like you know like get a little sack or whatever mm-hmm. but definitely don't put them in your vagina no wait so you're so you're so you don't agree with yoni eggs <laughs> you know what there's one thing that goes up there and that's a penis a male or, no i shouldn't say a male piece but whatever i'm i'm a heterosexual female so this is the, the way that i'm explaining this this is in your personal in my age. personal a male penis goes in the vagina that's it nothing <laughs> else you know similar to the anus the anus is exit only okay look this is where joanna stands on all of this stuff in case you didn't know, you maybe don't have your children listening for this part. <laughs> this is rated dumb. This episode rated dumb. Dumb talk. We're going to bring it all out to the table, guys. We really are. Uh, okay. I mean, honestly, I think we've covered pretty much um, every aspect of twin flame so that you guys now know what it is and you can stop romanticizing it but if you have a twin flame and it's good oh please share it with us and please enjoy the bliss and the beauty that it brings into your life yeah and and if you're not then you know just know you're on a path and Mm -hmm. it was just you know sometimes it's just a little push in the right direction so a little little push uh okay so we have a new segment um we haven't really decided what it what we're gonna call it but we're calling it the closing vibe for now yeah um in each fiora and i are both channels and we sometimes just like get the drop on some seriously profound messages from spirit so um this is sort of our space the closing vibe where each of us get to express ourselves any way we want we get to talk about any topic we want um you know and just share with you the universal secrets to life um really not really just shit we want to share at the time right That's yeah what i think we should just call it shit we want to talk about <laughs> today's shit <laughs> all right <laughs> all right so i asked for for uh, just some information about our topic today about twin flames and so this is what i got We are seeing an influx of twin flames on Earth because they are an indication of global ascension. The soul's purpose is to love and learn through experience here on Earth. Your individual experiences are the focus and goal. Sorry, my writing is like when I channel, I'm like all over the place. So it's hard. It takes me. It takes me a moment. Um physical union is not required of you in the earth realm and it is not the ultimate goal here your union takes place in higher dimensions when two souls unite to join their love and learning together furthers the greater good if you encounter your twin flame on earth it is likely that you or one of you will not be ready because you have more to learn outside of the union. 
when two souls gather on earth, it is because their energies match and they can create on a grander scale. They can be teachers of others, working for the ascension of human souls as a whole. A twin flame is more of a barometer of your current vibration. You are unlikely to learn you are likely to learn much more from a soul partner connection in this lifetime. That is beautiful. How does it feel to get it? Tell them, like, do you have any physical sensations when you're in channel or when it comes upon you? Like, tell everybody how that feels. It just feels like it's you, but it's not you. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, you know, because it is from your higher self, unless you're requesting a certain angel or an ascended master or spirit. Um, but in this, in this case, I, I just asked my higher self to come through. And it's, uh, it's just interesting. It feels like you're just kind of observing someone else's thoughts. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's the channel. So a channel is thoughts that just come through you. They just appear in your head, in your mouth. And, you know, if you're all of that, um, when you're a medium, those thoughts actually appear in your ear or your brain. Um, and you actually have time to hear what, what comes in and processes it, process it, and then translate that out for your client or for the person that you're, you know, communicating for. Um, but with a channel, it just comes out. And oftentimes it's hard to, un it's hard to remember. So you always have to either write it down or type it. I like to speak it into my phone, um, and record it because I'm like, I have no idea what I just said afterwards. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's channeling is cool. It's, um, yes. literally one of my favorite, um, intuitive abilities is the ability to channel because the, like I said, the knowledge that drops is just so profound. It's like, what? That came out of me. Yeah. That wasn't like me. <laughs> I mean, if you want it to be me. Yeah, right. Well, it, you know, and spirit always says to me, of course, it's you. It's coming through you. You're the one that's hearing it and receiving it. And, you know, that is you. So who says it's not you? You say it's not you. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you, you got a point, spirit. Thank you. <laughs> I'll take it. Sure. Yes. All right. What sh do I want to share today? Um, I think um, what I want to talk about today is... Um, is the fear of getting started because right now so many of my clients are booking with me because they're like, I don't know where I'm headed. I know I'm supposed to make a shift. I know I'm supposed to do something. I'm feeling like there's something else. I'm feeling stuck and, and, and unsatisfied. And so, um, and then I'm like, okay, well you need to do this, 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 and this. And then there's amazing thing, you know, that I see in the Akasha for them, a mm -hmm. business or opportunity or whatever. And they're like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> Like, oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, so it, what I want to share today is that you, the point you have to start someplace. Dragging your feet isn't going to get you one single step closer to the place that you want to be, but a single step will. Um, one step will take you that much closer. And so I have a channel about that, that, um, that, um, spirit, basically they said that they, um, we, here it is. We will help you with love and assistance. Always. Please do not be afraid of what the outcome will be of the life you are unfamiliar with living. 
Have not the manifestations thus far been spectacular? Yes, they have, by the way. Have you not felt amazed at what appears as a result of the healing of your mind? You have healed much, and now is the time to move into the next phase of your life. This is your new journey, your new life, and your new identity. And you will see yourself as the self-actualized soul you are meant to be. You've done everything you've set out to do, and you're moving toward another aspect of this existence. Do you know you included much treasure and success in your path forward? And I, and I think they're, and they're referring to when you write your own soul blueprint. And then they ask, what makes you uncomfortable? Or they say, what makes you uncomfortable must be addressed and healed and released. What good makes you feel anxious? Right? So a lot of people are afraid of success, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, this, this good is in my life. And it causes people to feel anxiety. And then what old thoughts do you want to avoid? Um, and so basically, just to sum that all up, basically what they're saying is we have to learn to break free from karma that we collected in a past life. Um, we're, because we're being given the opportunity to balance it in this life. We have to break free from karma that we collected in this life and karma that we are taking into the next life. And hopefully we can balance all of that out. Um, it's sort of that endless wheel of that karma hopping. But um, mm -hmm. so the last thing is and this, this thought that came to me was wake up beauty. It's time to beast. And that's what I call my intuitive development program. Um is the, the Wake Up Beauty, It's Time to Beast program. So Very cool. Very yes, cool. I thought that was cool too. Well, that's actually perfect because it leads into what we're going to talk about next week. Because next week we are talking about spiritual awakenings. Oh, excellent. Like just in general? Yeah, so we're going to talk about, well, we'll break it down, but we're talking about spiritual awakening and now what? like what mm. happens now mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that okay all right well guys thank you so much for sharing space with us today um stay mystical magical and ready again to ready to do it again next week you can find us on all the socials under esoteric podcast and um, be sure to join our facebook group the woke akashic and then you'll hear firsthand about everything in there plus we just have a lot of fun and we ask people ask fun questions and they post fun things and it's just a really cool place to explore your spirituality and have a good group of people to do that with around yes hope to see you there yeah right, have a good guys. week guys bye, bye, -bye.